what up what up what's happening what's happening welcome to another edition of the wrap up aka kicking it with the cousins tony on the mic and as always i'm joined by my mailman your mailman your mama's mailman your uncle's mailman everybody's mailman mr oz the people's mailman what's going hello, on hello 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 everybody's mailman i love that i love that bro we're gonna have some fun tonight man i know we got a nice <laughs> special guest we got some uh, hot topics, hot takes. Uh, we're going to talk some cards. Um, I, like we always do, we're going to go ahead and review what we did uh, in the last week. Um, but it's it's going to get a little spicy. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, get your popcorn ready. Because uh, I think once we get to the meat of the episode, this thing might go sideways. So we'll see. But uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> as always, the uh, link to the you know what we say link to the chat link to call in is up at the top of the chat so feel free to click on that and we'll get you in here when when we can uh, as always we appreciate everybody in the chat we got big john right away what's going on big john appreciate you being here brother so um Oz, man let's let's get into this week's guest real quick we have mike moynihan yes, mr sir, youtube yes, yeah man this dude got more shows than I don't know what, um, but they're all dope. You know, he has his own vintage show. Uh, and what, what's that one again? That's um, he's got the Golden Age of Cardboard Golden podcast. Age of cardboard. Yeah. Yep. He's got Chasing Cardboard on YouTube, Hobby Think Tank on YouTube. I mean, this guy's got it going on as far as Hobby Hotline. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of everything, which actually we I think the three of us are going to be on Hobby Hotline, uh, I believe, next week. So that'll be oh, Tuesday cool. night live so you guys uh, yeah check that out yeah that's definitely that's cool because you know we we get a, have a nice little rapport with mike so he's real easy to talk to very knowledgeable about the hobby all things um but he's super super vintage guy which is cool um but but i love the the one show where he goes around looking for collections that's the chasing cardboard yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty dope. It's like a you know American Pickers type style show, similar to what uh you know Kenny G and the boys are going to be doing on Netflix, um, yeah. but without all the bells and whistles, obviously. But it's still pretty dope about him going around and his finding collections, and um, you know you never know what you can find in those things, man. Yeah, I know. He bought. They went to a house that had six million cards in it, something like that. It was yeah. crazy. The guy was a basically a super hoarder, but of just cards. Like he didn't even have a. There he is. Mike's in the chat. Um, it was crazy, man. He didn't even have like the guy didn't even have a bed or anything. I was watching this thing like, man, I saw Mike and him sweating, bringing out the loading up the U-Haul. <laughs> so, but that's pretty crazy. Didn't they leave a million and a half cars behind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. Like that's I don't know, four, five, six thousand collections. You know, what I mean? like yeah. they just left behind. Yeah, like yeah, dude, dude, to have that many cards, like. That's crazy, bro. He said he, the guy literally had what two houses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two houses, yeah. like you know, you always talk about the house of cards, but this dude literally had two houses full of cards, two houses yeah. full of cards. So that, that's that's pretty insane. Um, you want to talk about a card addiction? I think that dude had it. Yeah, from what the, you know, in the show, it said that everybody liked, liked the guy, he was a real cool dude and stuff, and his neighbors and family, all that stuff, but he just had cards like cards upon cards, and not like not even beat up, too. I mean, he had them like. You know, all in monster boxes and all that stuff. So, did I mean, he have those in all in top loaders? Because that could have got real expensive real quick. I don't know. <laughs> I, from what they showed on the show, I I think some of them were, but yeah, who yeah. knows? I mean, dude, yeah, just in top loaders, he probably had thousands of. I mean, just in boxes, a million dollar collection worth of top loaders. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, so if you guys haven't uh, checked that episode out, definitely check it out. I know Mike's happy today after the Rangers whooped up on the Phillies. Um, Ooh. Yeah, bro. Jump out five run lead and then it just all goes to crap. Yeah, you know, it's early. Well, there it's goes 162 early. and oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, already the, the Mets and the Yankees are going to be meeting up in the World Series. I don't know if you saw the hype or not. But uh, both teams, they had the best odds to uh, to win it all. Okay. So, you know, New York sports are back, baby. <laughs> the Mets win the preseason every year, so I'm not worried about them. And the Yankees, yeah. So, you know yeah, how it is, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's all good. But, like I said, big uh, thanks to Mike for joining us, man. That was, that was definitely fun. Um, look forward to talking to him a little bit more. So... Um, so we have our first uh, caller in here. This guy's becoming a regular. Yo, when you come on, you're going to have to hit the uh, not first time, long time. It's just going to be long time, long time. <laughs> here, real quick. Mr. Sports Cart Therapist, Rob. Jones. Oh, there he is. What What's is going on? going on? Um, Third time caller here. Third time caller. <laughs> Turn your radio off, sir. <laughs> How's What's it going, going on, guys? Speaking of New York fans. Yep, yep, absolutely, man. Yankees. Listen, are you guys baseball fans? Yeah. I see your okay. boy Aaron Judge hit his first one of the year. Yep, Aaron Judge. Uh, today was uh, Volpening Day. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Volpe went and, uh, you know, did his thing. And, uh, you know, he's going to be the next Derek Jeter. He's the youngest uh, Yankee starter since Derek Jeter to start nice. an opening day. So was wifey watching the game with you? Yeah, yep. Yep. Nice. When I came home from when I got home from work today, actually, she was um, she had it on already. She was watching. So, yeah, man. you've said she's she's a bigger fan of the Yankees than you are. Correct. We're equal. But, yeah, she's a fanatic, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, nice, for sure. Nice. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to Ken today and I, I said to him, like, man, you know, that's that's why, you know, I could overlook, you know, other other short shortcomings that she has <laughs> because she's such a sports junkie. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, it's so, funny you say that, Rob, because it's the same thing with my wife in football. So she's like a diehard Eagles fan, and oh, she'll yeah. be watching the game when I'm at work and calling me up and be like, what's going on? You know, so that, like you said, it, it makes up for a lot of the other nonsense that goes on in the household. <laughs> so if the uh, meatloaf isn't right, as long as she's down with the game, it's all good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, well you guys are more casserole guys, right? <laughs> yeah. Big time, I, listen. Bro, I have yet to have one yet. I'm still waiting. I'm a big time, I'm a big time casserole guy. I'm all about the casseroles. But before we get to the casseroles, let me bring on another guy here. Oh, we got Mr. another one? Steve, Mr. Steve Splenda. Let's Sweetness. go. Let's go. What's up, Steve, what is up, man? Not much, brother Rob. How we doing? Doing well, man. Wow. Well, we're doing well. Thanks you guys for joining us, man. Like I said, we're sitting up at the bar. Let me pour you guys a virtual drink over there. And <laughs> cheers. I mean, there you go. Cheers. Absolutely. So, Steve, coffee. what's going on, brother? I ain't tapping with nothing, just coffee, though. <laughs> a little Irish coffee there, no? <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> Dude, so I guess we'll get into the um, the meat of the, the episode, because actually it's perfect that you guys are here, man. Like, So basically this week's been a hot topic with these influencers, and I, I actually I saw today there was guys that actually have cards that are um, – in the tops, latest tops, one of these top series. Um, yeah, guess, man. Uh, yeah. So five influencers got uh, cards, like actual cards in the top set, man. That's uh, wow. that's that's huge, man. Regardless if you're fans of them or not. I mean, yeah, that's huge I seen uh, what was it? Jeff, he he ripped eight boxes and finally pulled one of his own. 
Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, he with his whole family. It was him and his family, and they, you know, basically taped it all. And he, and I think, on the eighth box, he pulled his own card. <laughs> I don't, man, I don't know I what can... to think about that. Like, I mean, I don't. Are they going to be collectible, or I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I listen. I, just... I look at it like this: Would you like to be in a tops? Oh, I would love to be in the set. I mean, I just don't know how many people be like, what the hell am I going to do with a Cousin yeah, Tony yeah. card? <laughs> like, they'd probably Make be good to just... a coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, no, they'll be good to like hold the table up when it's like a little on that lean. I mean, but I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's different. Oh, look at that. Goat collector. Yeah. He found his card today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Goat. How many the, influencers uh... are in this? Five? Yeah, five. Okay. Okay. So hmm. I, I guess this is like a little, maybe a test by, I mean, I, 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 that snuck up on me. I was like, what the heck? I have, I'm not, I, I, I can't say that I know too much about it, but I just saw that there was a couple people that it had cards. It doesn't my fancy, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's something different and it's a low end product. So it's not like, you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, okay. So more like a, I think it's kind of more like not a big deal. Gotcha. these influencers i mean if it's if it's you, know. you it's a big deal right yeah, like, so. <laughs> like, like if i got a card if steve splenda had a card you know i would imagine that uh, the vast majority of the hobby would be like yeah okay you know but but you myself or steve we'd be through the roof about it you know yeah. so i think it's you get yourself a real cheap splenda sugar packet you don't need a card <laughs> <laughs> i want the the splenda you know, like RPA with a little piece of Splenda packet, you know, in the card. Like, that would be kind of dope. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think, like, is it good for the hobby? Yeah. Does it move the needle? Eh, I don't know if it, like, I don't know if it, if it thrusts us into the stratosphere, you know, because the thing is, you know, I heard Chris Hoge on the crossover mention this uh, once. He said, listen, he said, I see almost every single sale of every single card on this planet. Obviously it's not true, but he yeah. he's, he's tapped into almost all of the big sales because him and Christina, they literally manually enter every, every single sale, like $5 or more into card ladder. Right. So they are just seeing thousands upon thousands of sales a night. They're up all night long doing this. And um, he said that the amount of cards he actually sees pop up on social media are less than 1%. So basically, I think most collectors are not on social media. Most collectors are not in the hobby. I think they're just they're, you know, they're existing and and that's yeah. how it works for them. So I don't think having like a big content creator in the product, I don't think that moves the needle mightily in favor of the hobby, but I think it shines a little bit of light on what we all do here. And I think that's probably a cool thing. I think that's probably a good thing. I think yeah. the hobby grows slightly from it. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, but I, you know, the the main thing I wanted to to bring up first of all was just uh, certain kinds of markets that in the last year, like say F one wrestling, Marvel, kabooms, downtowns, all these things that were pumped to the moon, and you know, I, I like. What are your thoughts on oh, these markets? Cracking his knuckles, you see him at yeah. As yeah you're I'll be right back. Man, I, I, I put myself through a workout today. My my pinky came out again, and the damn I, thing. Oh, it came out. Jeez. Dude, this thing's this he's thing's warm. Around Did it really? It came out. 
Yeah, it's I, it's been like that for years. I don't know if you can see it. It's it's a little offensive lineman. All I did see, no, I, man, I, did I was see the is, head uh, guy on defense. If anything, yeah, I got the slap hands. I seen Splendor sweet back. He, he took a, took a picture of his uh, ripped back in 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 one of his uh, stories. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> looking like the Hulk back there. I, put, um, I, I did a little workout today, man. I was feeling rough last week, so I was finally able to get back to it. I, I put myself through one today, man. Yeah, yeah, Tony and I, we missed our gym day today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it right but, here. But getting back to like the markets, like. You know, F1, is that still a thing? To some people it is, but it's not. I don't think it's as big as it was, just like wrestling. Mm -hmm. Rest when Prism came out, when that product came out, wrestling was the hottest thing for 30 days. I mean, hobby-wide, it took over the hobby, you know, it's, it felt like anyways. And and now it's like, eh. I think just like with, with the hobby explosion, a lot of people left, but like the true collectors or the people that rediscovered it and, and fell in love with it again are still here. I think mm -hmm. same thing with F1, but I don't think it'll ever go to what it was before. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Steve. I don't, I don't knock any of these collectors of these niche, these niche uh, products and stuff. What I've noticed, at least in my opinion, is that um, people like jumping on them early and from, in my opinion, I think it's, it's, I'm not just going to come out here and pump and dump, pump and dump, pump and dump. And I know we all, I beat that dead horse a lot of times. I don't want to annoy people, but I think when you go into a, a newer release of anything as something that's more niche, that's low data, low metric, not as long tested in the marketplace of this hobby. I think you're seeing people jump on it and they want those uh, profits as soon as they can get to them. And, and, and not to bash those collectors of those things because it happens in sports cards. It's it's happens with quarterbacks. Well, yeah, they're prospecting. I was about to say. I was like, isn't players. that isn't that like buying Kenny prospecting? Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. We're going to see it with Trevor Lawrence this upcoming uh, national. He is going to be the hot talk. We've all talked about. He's going to be the hot talk quarterback. You know, he's maybe he's the new Herbert, but like we've all seen it. Where even if a quarterback's failed somewhere and moves to a new team. We're seeing guys jump on these cards and uh, you have a window. And I think a lot of these niche markets, like that's what a lot of some influencers, not a lot, but some influencers will jump on it. It's because they know there's that window. I can make my own price. I can push this product. I can max my profit within this window until shit kind of hits the fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like I said, it, it's almost like, I mean, right when you said that, I'm like, well, wait a minute. That happens every day with these unproven rookies. Oh, Jordan it, Love. It's, it's bad in the sports car. That's why I say I'm not picking on these niche yeah. collectors. I, I don't want people to think like I'm trolling like Marvel no, collectors or F1 collectors or Disney collectors, Star Wars collectors. It's just I think some people can see an opportunity there. And it's because there's not longevity in the marketplace in during that window, you have your chance to make your max profits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. So with that being said, like, for example, Dan, the great curator, he's always a hot topic individual. Um, but like what, what really gets people going when it comes to him? You know, Steve, like it's, it's it just seems always he, he's just that guy, you know, whether it's Marvel, Star Wars and now the Disney Everybody just wants to point the finger and say, oh, that guy, you know, like he, he's the, you know, Captain Pump and Dump. Like, why is he like the poster boy for that? If we already know what he does and he he basically he comes out and tells you I'm going to pump, you know, 
Why does it bother everybody so much? I mean, I, I just, in my opinion, I can't speak for everybody. I just look at the way he, um, what bothers me is how he says how everybody hates on him and trolls on him for collecting. And that's not true. He says that for a reason. He says that because he's trying to move the field goal point, uh, move the field goal post from the actual topic at hand, and it's not that he's just saying he's pumping. He'll make up comps. He he'll, he's literally telling you he'll stage or they're staging content. You know whether you look into it too much or not, but it's like when you stage content, you show up at a table with other influence, other influencer, other influencers with followings and channels and all this and and. You're coming out saying cards are worth something when it's like, that's not true, man. And the problem is, is you're going to mislead people, whether, you know, people harp on it too much or not. That's how markets get set. And I just think that's he can pretend that people are trolling him for collecting. No one cares that you collect, bro. It's the fact that you come out with prices and you pump these things and you mislead actual collectors and Hey, we always talk about the kids in this hobby and we want the next generation. It's like, is that how you're going to uh, gatekeep your community? And he just, here's the thing. If he didn't put it out there for everybody to look at it and to analyze, I mean, it, maybe it would be different, but he, he, he records it and he says it. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you come out and say you're staging content, that's a dangerous thing in my opinion. I mean, if he's saying he's staging it, you know it's staged. Is it more for... Well, inter- he didn't disclose it in that video with Daps. Yeah. Not until he went live. And what mm-hmm. if somebody spent $1,000 on a card like that? And then they come back and say, what was I doing? This I, is guess, I guess money. what I want to ask, too, is like, have influencers, you know, the Jeff's card, you know, uh, Jeff Sports Card Investor, great curator, do they have any clout anymore? Like with, with the people that are remaining in the hobby, are I mean, they Jeff's able not to a really in a tops release? I, I get that. That but that's corporate. I'm talking about the people that have been here, that have been in the hobby for you know five, 10, 15 years, and even in the last two, three years. Are these guys able to, you know, are can we see through that shtick? You know, are they really influencing anything? I would say um I think people like us can see through it but we're not kids spending money in this hobby. And yeah, but if they're talking about a, you know, a $15,000, you know, Star Wars card, a kid's not going to be able to afford that anyway. I don't know, man. I see some Zion well, kids that shows <laughs> kids and they got a regular kid. dollars worth of cards, bro. I, I, I mean, a regular kid. Uh, Listen, I see Steve's point. I see Steve's point because he's talking about, and, and I know you're, you're trying to make a point too, Oz. And I think like, the truth is probably somewhere there in the middle, right? Because mm-hmm. if if someone is talking about a $15,000 card that most people can't afford, when a Tom Brady card sells for a record $1 million, that has a trickle-down effect to his dollar cards. Boom. That's the point. Does that make sense? You set mm-hmm. a $15,000 sale in Star Wars you're just setting a benchmark and now mm-hmm. there's a ripple effect just like the Justin Herbert 101 selling for over a million or whatever right who's going to spend a million dollars on a herbert card right now he has no metric or merit to that price and what mm-hmm. i think i don't think that i don't believe that sale personally and the reason i think it happened is because you're going to see the trickle effect of yeah. it sets a benchmark for his market and like 
we agree this is an escape. It's a fun thing to do. It's a hobby. We all enjoy it, but it's real money. And that's where I come back to my point where it's like, why mislead? If, if you if you aren't staging content and you're in this, or if you are staging, just disclose it. Say, hey, my channel's for entertainment. This is what we do. And he kind of half foot in, half foot out. And once he gets called out, speaking of the GC, once he gets called out, then he'll talk about it. I like that. <laughs> I like but that. It's like, you see. You know, but I, I, I would say out of anybody out there, you know what I mean? There, there's there's going to be people that don't like them, people that do like them. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with, with Dan, the GC. Um, but the thing is, out of any of those influencers, I think he's the most honest about what he's doing and what he's been doing for the past couple of years. Um, is he transparent every single time? Probably not. But the fact that you know that a lot of his stuff is staged and it's for entertainment purposes and it's just more for uh, likes, clickbait and things like that. Um, I, just, I just don't see. Yeah, but like most always, people don't know what's staged. That's the no thing. one knew what was staged until, until it, it came videos. out. But my thing is, okay, so you have a, a group of influencers that are doing, a, you know, a pack rip or, you know, what do they call that? A Box pack, break thing. Park, pack war. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what does that have anything to do with with Tony and I or, or me and Rob? You know, they're they're discussing, you know, values of you know what card they would put in here. Okay, this card I think is worth this and this, this, and this. But my thing is if I'm interested in something totally different, or if Rob's, you know, in his vintage lane, or if you're in your KD lane, I can get what you're saying and it, it can be misleading. But I think this hobby has grown to such a level that 70 to 80 percent of the people that are on i you know ig and, and social media they can see right through the bs i i don't see influencers being influenced in the way they were a year and a half ago as a matter of fact i'm gonna kind of flip the script and i'm gonna say that watchdogs like sports card radio who right now at the same time it ha probably has like 600 to a thousand viewers on a live right now i think they have more influence than what these guys do anymore Who's going to be sponsored by Fanatics, Sports Card Radio, or somebody like the Great? Well, curator? they're not going to be due to negativity, but I think there's going to be way more hobbyists that are going to be tuning into Sports Card Radio and hearing the negativity and the drama. And have and they then, earned then, that influence and getting... being honest? Hmm? Have they earned that influence being honest, though? Have they been consistent? I don't know. I, I don't know, and I don't care to I know. Would, because to me, to me, a lot of it is negative, so I'm not going to even um, watch it. Because it's, it's, you, just, it's just, to me, a lot of it is just it negative. And I'm not being facetious today. Mm -hmm. Why would you classify it as negative? Uh, because every time he's on there, he's talking bad about somebody. Like who? Like every influencer out there. Jeff Sports you Car Radio. Out fraud? Well, I, like I said, fraud is one thing. Like if, you're, if you're calling out, I, I don't have a problem with these guys, you know, the hobby watchdogs calling out fraud. I always say, bring me the trimmers, bring me the shillers. Bring me, you know, all those people that are doing anything nefarious in the hobby. If you're calling that out like cardboard, cardboard used to do about two years ago and they would call things out. Cool. I love it. Do so that all day. Let me go back to the GC real quick. Just and no dig at all. You know, I love you, brother. Does GC say he wants to grow the hobby? Is yes, that what I, he wants to do? Everybody does. Yeah. Right. Uh, is this the right way to do it by manipulating stage content? Whether it affects somebody or not, uh, is he setting markets by pumping stuff when he admits it? 
I don't know. I can't. I can't answer that because I don't get influenced by that by that type of stuff. You I mean, are we? Uh, the masses know, we, we do, though. The masses do. You know, I got a lot of people out here that are making comments that are saying personal responsibility is a trait. At it through the reach he has, he's got a big Instagram following. He's got. I mean, to say he isn't an influencer, to say he's not. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like it's a little naive and I'm not, I'm not, I know. Okay. You're let me, let me put it to you like this. If you were to take Disney, Marvel, Star Wars and put it up against Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant and Mickey Mantle, who do you think has the bigger IP? Well, Jordan. Well, no, no. Disney and Star sure, Wars. Yeah. Probably have bigger right. IP. So, so this is what I would say, what are the collectibles in Marvel? It's what are the collectibles? I mean, what, what he was talking about was, was uh, the PNGs. Star Wars. It'd probably be the action cards. figures. Action figures, cards. There's cards so from the 1970s. You know within sports cards what the collectible thing. Yes, there's memorabilia, but like sports cards have been tested in a market. These other card products, there's other competitive marketplaces. I can understand why a Marvel comic book drives a premium price. I don't understand why some of these new Marvel releases are getting the price merit based off of what PNG. Steve, I would say I would say the same for, and again, just I love that we're having this because like we can talk about this without having to yell and stuff. Right. We could say the same about the NFL, the the prison that just came out, right? Can we not? It, it's we don't know a lot of those guys. They have no longevity, then and their prices are through the roof. Like right now, there's. $10,000. I keep seeing Kenny. I'm like, Kenny Pickett. I'm like, what the hell, dude? I'm like, this guy's not even. I would totally agree with you. I would advise nobody to buy Kenny Pickett. I would advise nobody to buy rookies at sky prices when they're going to overprint this prism. And you know, in the next six to eight months, it's going to be common cards. Prisms is not going to drive the premium. I would, I would totally agree with you. That's why I said earlier, I think you're seeing it in sports cards with prospecting. There's no reason, Herbert, to this point. We could all agree he's a talented young guy. Why is any one of his cards selling for a million dollars? Because well, we, as a hobby, we we allow that to happen. We keep it's, it's and it's know. hype too. It's hype, know? yeah. It's all hype. So like it, everything is hype. Look, listen, hype like drives everything. Degree, yeah, to a degree, everything is hyped. Everything's a narrative. And no one's talking like, about Breeze now. No one cares about Breeze. Right, exactly. Shout out to Drew Breeze, but let's be honest. <laughs> right, <laughs> real quick, guys. Um, Big John says, where does personal responsibility come into play for people for people buying with someone pumps? Rob, I'll go to you first on that. Personal responsibility. And before so, you answer, pers- uh, Commission says personal responsibility is a trait that, that's lacking more and more in all facets of life. So, yeah, some good conversation being had for sure. Um, you know, and and you know, Dan is is someone who I've I've you know, I think maybe aside from the hobby i've become friendly with you know um as far as the gc i cannot co-sign everything the gc does without a doubt i mean you know i've i've i i think to an extent um i mean you know i don't i also am in the middle where i cannot i don't want anything to do with like cancel culture in our society i cannot stand cancel culture i think people deserve third fourth fifth sixth chances you know all that and 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 the thing is though when you know when you're trying to manipulate markets 
for clicks, um, I think that is setting a terrible precedence. And I think that is really, really, really bad for the hobby in general. It's, I mean, now if, if someone is doing that and they're getting four views on their YouTube video, then like, it's not that big a deal. Right. But if they're, if they're getting thousands of views and, and, and the reels are getting thousands of views on the reels, it becomes a big deal. And I think when you have known figures that are trying to manipulate the market, even if they plead ignorance and they say, well, that's not what we were doing. It was just for entertainment. Well, you should have put that at the beginning of the video. You should have put up a disclaimer. This is just for entertainment because yeah, to me, I mean, it is definite market manipulation and I don't want anything to do with that because I put my hard earned money into the hobby and, and I can be influenced just like, anyone else can you know what i mean like when when i see when my neighbor gets a nice car like yeah i want a nice car too i say you know i'll compare it's human nature to compare what we have to others and and even though i'm all about trying to love my collection yeah like who who doesn't try to keep up with the joneses to an extent like like we catch ourselves doing it we're like what are we doing like, I don't even like this. Why am I even collecting this? Why am I even doing this? But we can definitely get influenced by the content that gets put out there. And and I think, you know, if if we are, if we're putting out videos and, and we're putting out content, if we don't want to own up to that responsibility, then you know what? Hobby watchdogs are going to come for you. And that's why, to an extent, I, I, I do have an appreciation for hobby watchdogs. Now, I don't have an appreciation for cancel culture. So there's a fine line there, right? It's like I'm saying, I you know, so agree. it's like there, I don't it, want to see Dan go anywhere. What I would someone like me would appreciate is somebody like him coming out on a live like he does every week or every other week and say, you know, I, I probably dropped the ball on this and I probably should have disclosed some stuff. I mean, I'm all about extending hand and grace for my my personal belief. There's there's always got to be a path to redemption. So like and I'm not saying he owes me anything. He doesn't know me diddly. But I mean, I think there is an audience that he appeases to, and he even says it himself, I want to gatekeep. And this is why I don't think it's as innocent as maybe some might play it off. Look, I almost feel like that quote was taken out of context, though, Steve. I hear they get brought up a lot. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. What's that now? The gatekeep thing. Like, I'm not not co-signing him saying that because I don't think, like, I don't co-sign that one bit, that quote. But was that like taken out of context? Do you in think? my opinion, no. Because if anybody's okay. critical of him and then asks him questions, he blocks you. And I don't think people are trolling him or going after him. I think they're asking legitimate market questions. It's like, hey, where are you coming up with? I know people personally that have asked them, where are you coming up with some of these prices? And they get blocked. That's I'll say this, though, Steve. I'll say this. Um, sometimes some of those dudes come in the chat and they, they can be out of pocket. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, sure. Some some dudes are sure. straight up and they'll be honest and say, hey, this. Uh, but there are some guys that come in, they're out of pocket, and then they get in their fields because they get blocked. I'm like, well, first of all, like the block is there for a reason. It's his show. Like he can block oh, whoever sure. the hell. Yes, you know what I mean? So, like, dude, you can't have it but, both ways when you're going to come in and talk trash and then be like, oh, he blocked me. Like, come on, man. Don't you think it's a little strange though that the people who give positive feedback don't get blocked if anybody asks any questions at all yeah they're blocked again that's not it's, transparent it's, that's not how marketplaces work 
Correct. But again, it's it's his show. It's his plat. You know, it's oh, like sure. you know, I mean, sure. it's but I think coming from somebody like me who is ignorant to that, maybe I am interested in Disney cards, and I ask some questions. Why would I get blocked? And I've been in them, them lives before. I've seen it. And I know people that have been in that lives who will generally ask questions and it's not in a harmful way. And it's, he like twists this and say, well, I'm being trolled. It's like, no one's trolling you. They're just asking a basic market question. And I agree in accountability. That's why I think somebody who admitted to being involved in some stage content should probably be accountable and say, Hey, I think I may have misled people. And when you pretty much admit certain things, I mean, don't you think this is a pretty forgiving space? I think it's a pretty positive, collectible space. People don't want to, like, hate people. I think there's more networking that goes on than anything. People, I'm there's to, uh, there's more people on that, that are willing right? to do content. There's a lot of hate in this hobby, dog. I, I hear what you're saying, but there's a lot of hate in this hobby that is I there? see. It is, bro. Let's not, let's not be trying this guy now. There's a lot of hate, bro. There's a lot of hate. I am. I'm just saying, there's a, there is a lot of hate, you know, and, and whether it's for, you know, just a, a regular Joe Schmo or, uh, you know, big time, you know, Jeff, the sports card investor or the great curator seems to get all of it. Uh, there, there's guys out there, you know, we'll be on Hobby Hotline and dudes will come in hot on the comments and get blocked, you know, because they, like Tony said, they, they come in out of pocket if we're just talking whatever, and they'll just come in with their opinions. And it's, I've had a far more overwhelming positive experience oh, yeah. in this hobby. And there's more friendships and bonding that goes on. I'm not saying that. I but think I'm saying like people get the hate. Like you said, it all goes mm -hmm. to creator. Is that irony or is that maybe self-inflicted? accountability i'll say this like some of it is is both like he he's yeah. um i think he's he's like uh i think when he gets that hate to me i, I always uh, tell oz i said it reminds me of mumra and the thundercats where he just <laughs> turns and he just and i think he takes that and just like throws it back like 50x and then those dudes come back at him and at the end of the day it's more clicks the algorithm's going crazy. The Instagram, the the hamster, the wheel is going nuts, and and his you know and his stuff just keeps you know clicking, clicking, clicking. But um, I just, bro, I think he just embraces it, digests, it, and just comes back tenfold with just even just he'll be like, you know what? If you want me to be this guy, then I'm gonna be this guy, and then some. It does feel like like a pylon mentality when it comes to my guy Dan. It, it does like it, it feels like you know he it's. It's like popular to kind of pile on him. It's low hanging um, fruit. It's he's the poster boy, and it's it's easy to pile on. Um, and again, I'm not here to defend Dan. I'm not here to. I'm I'm just trying to like. I want to figure out myself. You know how you said, Stevie. You know you have questions. I have questions too. It's like, like for me, if I'm at work, I'm listening to content. I'm trying to listen to stuff that's gonna help me be a better collector, and uh, you know just just improve the hobby experience overall. But then when I hop on the IG and, you know, either it's somebody with some nasty ass memes talking a bunch of crap and it's like every other, you know, thing posts is something negative, particularly about Dan or, or, or somebody else in the hobby. And I'm just like, what like what do the guys that are doing this and making this content, what do they get out of that? Because to me, that's not hobby watchdog. That to me is 
I would agree with you. That's an ego stroke as well. Everybody has an ego. Everybody, you know, every, I don't mean to offend anybody in the chat. You could say the same thing about me, man. You're putting yourself out there. You're probably feeding your ego to a degree as well. And I, I, you know, I'm human, not perfect, but I think the difference is, is when you're trying, like, in my opinion, I think there's, there's a difference. Like Rob and I talked, I don't mean to put it on blast, but Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. What are you about to say now? <laughs> well, what and I gave you say? my thorough thoughts when you're talking about doing vintage lives. And I said, I feel like there's enough data out there. It's been tested long enough in the market. Somebody could very easily call you out and say, Rob, I don't think this is right. You know what I mean? I don't think that necessarily happens with some of these niche things that come out because it's the new flashy thing. And I'm noticing a common theme with him. And I'm not trying to just pile on him. Mm-hmm. I honestly think probably he's a really nice guy. It's not a personal thing. Yeah. Definitely. Do, he's, he's, he is definitely a nice he, guy. He's right. a great right. guy. got to separate yeah. Dan, yeah. the person from the GC, the influencer. And yeah. I think GC, the influencer, is like loving the fact that I can keep moving to the next flashy thing. And I can, I can kind of corner that market and be the face of it. See, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I don't think that he, I don't think he has that much power, man. You know, I think you're giving him a little bit too much credit, you know, and, and, you know, because I, I, he, he, there's a, so there's a Walt Disney rookie card that's out there. I want to say it's a 1932, you know, it's a, actually Walt Disney and the right. mouse is on his lap, right. you know, and I've been watching that card for a couple of years now. And I've been, I've always kind of like had my eye on it, you know, and he's the first person who I actually know, like I know him that has it, you know, I know it's out there. I know I can get it. I could probably go on eBay and maybe buy one. They're expensive though. They're like five figures, you know, like 10 K for a nice graded one, you know, but so he's, he had that long before this Disney product came out. You know what I mean? Like, like the whole Kogan PMG that I got that I absolutely got. What's his phrase he likes to use when he when he throw like rakes people uh, over the cold? Tenderize. Oh, tenderize. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I I very much overpaid for that, but that was my choice. It's rare, it's scarce, and I got a Hulk Hogan PMG. You got he tenderized. Had, like, so he had these niche products like before they became popular. So like like I know what you're saying, and it might just be coincidence that how many, that how many some of the stuff that he likes like is... that, Rob, though, where somebody overpaid for something, and in the long term, you might be okay with it because it's sitting in your piece. Oh, I'm not okay with it, but I know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah how many people it's may have had interactions anywhere, with him where it's like I got tenderized and in turn burned? And I think when you ha- and this is what I would say. We can say he's innocent, but look at the people he's brushing shoulders with. He does content with Jeff Wilson, Daps Sports, big names. So I think this is a tad bit more more nefarious, in my opinion, because you are marketing. You're working with big names in the hobby, guys that are looking for fanatics deals. I might be the only dude in the hobby who doesn't know who the hell Daps is. Like, I don't even know who that dude is. I, did, I didn't know either until. Is that the like, guy that bought the, ago, the, the guy who bought the? Wars yeah, Oz, he, he bought the yeah. P, um, the Star Wars one on one. Yeah, the Oki, whatever is that? Oh, uh, what is it, Tony? That one on one. Oh, yeah, the. Uh, uh, it's it's like the the Jedi the Suwakara, like Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, um, Dan says here. A lot of manipulators operated in the darkness for years on questions. I think it's good that there are people asking questions. Finally, there's no denying some of these markets were manipulated. 
He also says the debate is healthy. Like I said, we can talk about these things without having to yell at each other and get oh, all crazy. Sure. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy. I love it. All you guys. Yeah, so yeah, we can yeah, different opinions. We'll, we'll get off of this and we'll be sliding into each other's DMs, you know, and talking smack about you whatever. You want to see a real happens. debate? Bring up Jokic and MD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the mute button ready real quick. Uh, but and Big John makes a good point. He goes, you know, you can get burned the same way at a show or on whatnot or on eBay. I mean. Absolutely. You know, if you don't think that, you know, there's, I don't think Dan's you know, the only guy sure. doing these type of things. Nah, you know, man, I'm too off, Tony. But and, no, and to an extent, like, too. it can happen any place in this hobby. Yep. And like Tony was saying, like, I think like, you know, and, and I've I've been able to, you know, like like all of you guys, I've watched dan turn into the great curator before our eyes and really kind of become like this you know and i think a lot it's it's a lot of this stuff that's created that you know so i think the more you guys you know and or the more he gets called out in general for stuff i think the more he's just going to pump out his chest and throw it right back at you you know what i mean it's like it's you know and i say that because it's like you know, the the thing that I think any content creator, the last thing that they want is to not have people pay attention. Yeah. No attention. No attention is the worst thing. Yeah. So even good attention, even bad attention is good yeah. attention, I think, when you're a content creator. So it's like you're helping him. He should oh, buy yeah. you. He should buy you a bottle of champagne, Steve. Like, <laughs> really? seriously, you know what I mean? Absolutely, it's like yeah. the, the I, amount I, of time that like has been spent talking about him dude, and he's not always... just here tonight, just in general though, yeah. overall. And yeah. I know when you got, when you talk about him, Steve, you're, you're speaking to like a bigger market and you're talking about individuals like him. And, and he has kind of become like, right. like, like I said, that poster boy, you know, but I think, I think Dan is just going to continue to, you know, do his thing and, and collect in. And, and I was introduced to him as a collector, you know, so I'm always going to, I think first impressions mean a lot. I, I was in, introduced to him as a collector who likes niche products and is, is funny. And that's how I'm probably always going to kind of look at him. Yeah. Um, the pack wars video though, left yeah. a really bad taste in my mouth, I guess I'll say like, and, you know, a really and I, bad and I taste. totally get that. And nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? We, yeah, we screw up. And like I said, he didn't come out and say it, but then when he got called out on it, he said, yes, I, I that wasn't, yeah. the, you know, that was staged. And you know, he, he, only, he, that's the thing with Dan. He may try to slide something past people every once in a while. But usually you guys call it out and you'd be like, yeah, you know, where there's, there's other guys, you know, that are out there that will hide behind, you know, all kinds of things and never come out and admit to what they're doing. You know, he, he basically started the thing, you know, pump what you like. That's his hashtag, you know, just to play <laughs> off of everything that was going on. So it's like you kind of know. And the thing with Dan, too, is like he has his curator army and it's not just pe I mean, these people. They love collecting what he's talking about you know whether it's star wars marvel you know we sometimes we we get this this focus as sports card collectors you know where it's like either we're into vintage or we're into players like you know michael jordan or i'm in Allen iverson and things like that or roberto clemente and you're into kd and we kind of put the blinders on and we think that's you know how you should collect and anything outside of that you kind of raise your eyebrow like hmm wrestling i don't know about that hmm marvel that's kind of fake to me hmm f1 that was pumped you know what i mean so it's like anything that's not what you're doing almost kind of becomes suspicious and it just happens to be that dan is pumping all that shit that is suspicious <laughs> to what we're you know we as sports car collectors and it's like 
is he really on the up and up or is he like you say being nefarious and to me he's been collecting this stuff whether it's gi joe you know he has all kinds of uh, uncut sheets of stuff that he's had forever in a day um you know the marvel cards that he has right behind him he's had that for a while so he it's not like you know dan's coming out of the blue the woodworks in these last couple years and developed this persona just to to you know beat people out there and make as much money yeah he wants to be profitable we all want to be successful in what we do you know, he's a lawyer. So, you know, he's taking a lot of time out of what he's doing to to do this content and to try to make it a full time thing. You know, nothing wrong with that. I, I'm never going to hate on anybody that's trying to be successful. And do we screw up at times? But, you know, sometimes greed gets in the way and we do something that we may not like. Yeah, that's that's very possible. But with Dan, I know he'll own up to it. That That's the only thing I say about any other uh, influencers out there. I know, Dan, if, you know, push comes to shove, if he's doing something that's shady, He'll let you know. But for the most part, you know, he has thousands and thousands and thousands of people that follow him because they like what he's doing. He's entertaining. They find him funny and they like the stuff that he's talking about. Star Wars, Disney, Marvel, you know, toys. Right. So this it's like is my whole, this is where just a little bit of pushback. Mm -hmm. I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, Oz. But like, let's say me being a KD guy. Mm -hmm. um, I would never want to set a precedent for KD cards where other people who collect KD would overpay for them. I would not pump them. What would you guys think of me if KD and the Suns win a title this year? Mm -hmm. You see on my Instagram story, all my KDs up with crazy prices. You'd look at me differently. You'd say, would hey. I? I would just say yesterday's price was not, it's it, not today's price. You would and look that happens at in the hobby all day long. It, it, yeah, somebody, if, weren't you getting on people about selling that guy that bills card that about that guy that got injured remember oh that's totally different rob yeah i mean dude was totally dying on the field dying. Dying. Yeah. they're fucking selling his card that's way different than what we're talking about well i mean I, I, I an opportunist is an opportunist yeah, yeah but that kind of dude same. that that's that's sickening yeah. That that there's 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 levels of being in the hobby, and then there's oh shit, I got this guy's card. Let me put it up there for five hundred dollars as he's dying on the field. That to me, I'm that not, would never. Yeah, I'm not co-signing that. Right. I'm not, that's I'm not, not what Rob's saying. It. But he's. But saying I'm saying I'm, I'm not. Even, that's that's a whole total, total something. But what I'm saying is, if Embiid were to win MVP, which he's which he's going to, um, if he were to win that, obviously his card should have a bump in value. So. If I say, okay, Embiid won, I'm an Embiid collector, and I have some of his rare rookie cards, why wouldn't I want to price those comparable to what, you know, Jokic does? Let's just say he wins MVP and they get to the, the finals. They lose, but they get to the finals, he wins MVP. Do you not think now yesterday's price is no longer that price? It's today's price. So Embiid would be similar to a Jokic, you know, price range. Yeah. Steve, to get back to your um the, the thing with you real quick, uh, if you were to sell your KD cards, I don't know. Like I, I'd be like, all right, I guess Steve is now, is he going to sell those to upgrade? Cause now like, okay, I get what you're saying. Like, Oh, Steve was just holding it, but you've been collecting KD. Mm -hmm. So may, maybe that is you, you should maybe have, Hey, your payday has arrived. Everybody else gets a payday. Why can't Steve have his? Yeah. You know but I, mean? like, I, I wouldn't look at you any type of way. I wouldn't look at you any type of way. Cause like, it's like every, it, it happens all the time. And it, it's not right or wrong, but I'm like, you've been on, you've been collecting this KD since, you know, Mr. Part-Timer. He, you know, he plays less games and 
Embiid, but anyways. Um. <laughs> I also think his index has a lot to do with this too, because when you're involved with an index in a market like that, and then you're selling the same product, I think that's a bit of a conflict of interest as well. I don't have a KD index. Maybe if I had a KD index, that would that, be more of a fair comparison. That I can. I feel I, like I can, there's a lot of potential yeah. conflicts of interest with the way he moves. That's all. I, I can get behind that. If you can control what the chart says and you have those cards, that's, and I mean, there's a lot of apps and businesses out there in the hobby. Who, who you know? made that index? Uh, is that, I don't know who it's through. I can't remember, but I know he's involved in it. No, I know, but I'm just saying he didn't develop it himself. But he's involved in it. He has the but potential. He didn't do it himself. Wow. He had a, a corporation cool. go ahead and develop. They, they I think looked, market movers, right? Jeff. Yeah, I Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Another, and that's what I mean. You, we can't say that he doesn't have that type of influence, but then we're saying he has thousands and thousands of followers, a curator mm -hmm. army, and he's working with Jeff Wilson. I mean, you can't have it both these, ways. These guys are so nefarious. I can't take any of them. <laughs> Get them out the hobby. <laughs> Rob, you were going to say something with, with Steve, like with, with the KD. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I'm all for, I'm, I'm all for if, like this is the way I look at it, right? Like if KD wins and you want to move your cards, you're making them available for potentially another collector. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and even, even when, I mean, I didn't own any of those bills, bills players cards. I didn't own any of those cards. I didn't even know who the guy was. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, I kind of, I think anytime anyone jumps on like a bandwagon, I immediately always try to, see the other side like if if i'm talking to a hardcore republican i immediately like put on my democratic hat and if i'm talking to a hardcore democrat i immediately so i'm always like trying to like balance things out i don't that's i don't know if it's like the social worker therapist of me or what but so when when i remember listening to cousins and, the, and you guys were talking about how how wrong it was. It was like the worst thing in the world. People are scum of the earth that they're selling this guy's cards on eBay. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, what if like his family and, and this is extreme, but hear me out. What if it was his family members that are like, Oh my God, I haven't talked to him in like five years. And, or I went to high school with him and we were all big fans of him. We've been rooting for him. He's in the league. Now he just got injured. Hopefully there's a card of his on eBay. If something happens, like I want something to remember him by. And if everyone had that mindset, like I'm not going to sell that scum of the earth stuff, like then it wouldn't get in the hands of people that like, like, but see, you this know, is why I said if I sold my KDs right after, say, he won, and I put an absorbent price on them, that's what I think is more comparable to this DeMar Hamlin thing. And that's why it's like that I took, I'm, I'm taking advantage of an opportunity. Yeah. But that's, that's the hobby. That's, that's the hobby. This is what I would say. That's the hobby. hobby. Yeah, yeah. That, that's always been the hop do from day one. The hobby right now is is still isn't regulated. It's the wild, wild west. It's right. always been the wild, wild west. It'll be whatever somebody's willing to pay for that card right here, right now. And the person with the loudest mouth is probably going to get the most amount of money. You know, so it, it, it is what it is, man. Um, I just I just don't see sometimes it just gets hypocritical to me where we can do one thing in one avenue and then in another avenue, we want to call that out as if that's not part of the hobby as well.
Yeah. Real quick. Um, so, you know, commission says, you know, if that's the price that it will take you to part with it, Steve, then that's the price, you know, but like I said, I, that, that's the hobby. Everybody's, you know, collect their stuff and we all want it to be, you know, worth billions. real quick. Um, House of Zone asks, what do you guys think of UFC cards here for the long run? Uh, for me, I always say UFC cards, uh, guys don't stick around in the UFC long enough to for me to, to to see longevity i mean conor mcgregor one of the biggest names in in the in the uh in ufc i'm not an expert on his cards but even he's not fighting anymore guys like you know the guys are just here here today gone tomorrow that's, that's too quick of a sport i think that you don't even get the longevity to to build up any type of that if anything that's a real quick like uh pick this guy up and move him um cards by joe actually would would know i know he does a lot of that that stuff um, so I don't know, you guys, anything on UFC long run, Steve? No, no I, I, well agree. I, I yeah. think you have diehard fans and collectors for sure. And I yeah. think you should just be careful before you buy, because like yeah. Tony said, it's like, uh, it's I, listen, guys, with, of those careers yeah, are, with, yeah. with anything out there, dude, anything is collectible just because yeah. you don't think it might not be. There's always a buyer for anything out there. So what we got to understand that too is like something, like I said, we, we, we put the blinders on a lot of times, but dude, UFC, there's goats in UFC, even though they're not fighting now, like you, you mentioned Conor McGregor, mm -hmm. and then there's the old school guys that fought in the very beginning. So th there, there's a track record to UFC. It's been around a long time. You know what I mean? It's not like, and, and, and a lot of people love watching UFC. Oh. So if they want to go ahead and extend their fandom into buying cards, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, how long will it be? And, 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 and last, I don't know. Um, now I wouldn't, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to recommend you putting all your money and your assets into UFC. I'm not saying that, but if you're a fan of it and you want to go ahead and you want to purchase some cards for you, because that's what you love. And you love those, those things. Like for me, I got a bunch of toys, He-Man toys, which I'm sure none of you guys give a shit about, <laughs> but to me, they mean everything to me because it takes me back to my childhood and nostalgia, which is big for me. So I put thousands and thousands of dollars into there where Rob look at me like this dude's crazy. I would never have that shit, but <laughs> nerd alert. Yeah. Nerd alert. And <laughs> to me, yo, I come, I come down in my basement. I'm like, Austin yo, powers? Yeah, I just lay down on my floor. I'm doing, you know, like my cousin said, doing angels on my floor. Like, yo, this is the dopest thing ever. Like it, it's fun, you know? Um, but that's what we got to understand too. Like the hobby, dude, we're here to have fun. We're here to <laughs> let Rob laughing. He's having fun right now. <laughs> Real quick, so uh, Mookie, our guy Mookie, Mookie says, goodwill, honesty, and integrity are hallmarks of the hobby. The hobby is safe escape from the real shit going on out there. Shady behavior, burst that bubble, and yanks you back to reality. Not good. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. But, man, listen, we always say when there's money involved, there's always going to be all kinds of goofy stuff going yeah. on. But, yeah. I mean, listen, there, there's 90% of the stuff, you know, we're, we're talking maybe we're, we're skimming the surface. Rob, you always talk about that iceberg, and we always only see the tip of the iceberg. When it comes to nefarious shit in the hobby, we're probably just skimming what it is when we're talking about Jeff and, and Dan and people like oh, that. Yeah. The, real, the real OG, nasty, nefarious dudes, we don't even know who the hell they are. And they're still out there and there's sharks in the water and they're waiting. They're just waiting for new guys to come in. And it's just it's always been that way. And that's why I push back on the hobby just the blind hobby positivity talk sometimes it's like you, you got to realize there's a there's bottom lines that want to be made in this like there's there's people wanting profits and that's why i i maybe i'm too tinfoil hat myself i could admit but um I, i'm very analytical on certain stuff yeah. because i do think um there's a lot of 
things in this unregulated market people do not know about. They're not aware of. I'm just lucky. I'm around some very intelligent guys who do a lot of good work and, and they explain to me things. And yeah. I definitely look at a lot of things differently now. Yeah. yeah. I, I tip my hat. I mean, your guy, um, actually Rob's having him on his panel, man. Like I've seen some of your stuff and I, that dude, hobby, hobby shark, man. He, to me, like he doesn't say things without having some back into it. Like he, he tends to be like, yo, I'm going to say this, but this is why. And yeah, you know, so no, I, he I has a reason. A man gets put on Instagram jail every other week, bro. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's saying he's touching some hot buttons. And I'm be honest, they only censor people who are spitting facts. They don't want people talking who are saying real truths. They they don't like that. Yeah. So now, a, now that that ten foil hat stuff right there. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but, uh, I I think yeah. I'm guilty sometimes of um the overly hobby positivity stuff like like i think you know it's i and i think it's because i do want to have my blinders on those blinders that oz was talking about i do want to have my blinders on mm -hmm. you know it's like if, if i see something negative or something i don't agree with i just click unfollow mm -hmm. you know and then and then for the most part my entire timeline is just stuff that i've really curated you know, just like my collection, what I follow on social media is carefully curated yeah. and I do put blinders on and that's the way I, I continue to enjoy the hobby. So when I put on, when I start talking about how positive and how good this hobby is, like, I'm not trying to be phony about it, but it's like, that's my experience, man. Like, you know, if yeah. I wasn't having this much fun, if, if I didn't think it was uh, like as much fun as I'm saying, I yeah. wouldn't be in it. You know, so but I do have a lot of respect for people like Steve, Hobby Shark, yeah. and all them, you know, because someone's got to do it. I'm glad yeah. it's not me. It's yeah. almost like it's almost like the cops, right? Like, yeah. like thank God, thank God the police are out there, but I don't I don't want to do that yeah. job. <laughs> you know, but I appreciate the roses, Rob, but I, I really deserve zero credit. I, I gotta give credit to Hobby Shark and AIH and LT and Dan the card man. I mean, they, 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 I really, I'm just holding on to, I'm surprised they even keep inviting me on. You bring the sex appeal, bro. Listen, yeah. uh, don't, don't, don't let Splenda fool you. There. Listen, I remember, I remember when Rob and uh, Amil had the bounce and I remember a Splenda getting, uh, you know, shout outs back in the day. So Splenda has been around in, in the oh, woodworks. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's been, you know, don't 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 let him act like he's not the man, you know. Splendid You're the third awesome. person today to bring up the bounce to me. What the hell is going on? Hey, yeah, we missed right. there, bro. Rob, I'm telling you, that's why I reached out. I really enjoyed. I mean, I enjoy. I found you on YouTube because I was like diving into all the card content stuff during the shutdowns and, and such. And uh, once I saw your like card show vlog is what got me going, and I watched like the whole 45 minutes. I was like. Dude, this guy's like fair and he's pretty transparent. He tells people when he's not interested and why. Like I said, I really appreciate how he goes about this. And that's why I reached out. I think I, you know, gave you your roses at that point. And then once I realized you had a uh, podcast with, with uh, Amil, I, I jumped on that too, man. It was a great show. Yeah. So 
There's a reason you got to bring it up. It was really good. Yeah, I think you had yeah. sold him a card. Is that right, Rob? I was gonna say, let, let's not forget when uh, you know Steve tenderized uh, the therapist oh. way back in the day. So. You got I didn't even remember that. You guys remember that? I totally yeah. forgot about. Yeah, that. you got jacked on a Joe like, Burrow, and he was talking what? smack about and it. And it doubled. I I sold I sold Steve a, a Burrow, and it doubled. You traded on the Super Bowl run. You did a trade. What what I get from you? You got my Rice, Elway, Marino, and Montana Raw rookies. I still and have then, those. And then I got your Burrow 10, and it just happened to be like – I mean, the football season was going on. It was like it was towards the end of the season, before, right before since he hit that playoff run. Yeah. And I remember yeah. on the – I mean, I didn't Interesting. So we got about it in the podcast, but I kept like messaging you Rob. You hear Spunda like, flipping? Hey, and I got it at like 220. <laughs> And yeah. then like it Lady got up markets. to like Then it went to three fifty, four fifty, and it got up to like seven hundred by the time Dude, they were in the Super Bowl. It like tripled and quadrupled. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm sitting here with with some raw vintage. I got. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me, uh, Splendor got the tenderizer out? Okay. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Splendor was tenderizing fools before yeah. the GC. My tenderizer, uh, my sugar pack. For sure, man. <laughs> Shout out to our guy, Samuel Evans. Samuel Evans says, it's, it's good to put blinders on, but we can't be complicit in behaviors and actions that exclude people and the value they bring to the hobby. Absolutely. Can't even yeah, make more. Well man, said, man. man. I'm, saying. Um, I'm proud of our show, man. We bring a little bit of everything on here. I I can stand on that. I mean, I might be wrong. I'm a, I'm shout a, out Craig because I found out I can't remember if I heard Craig on Rob's podcast from way back. And then Craig got a hold of me. He's like, yo, I'm doing this podcast with these guys called the Cousins. And dude, as soon as I heard it, I was like, man, these guys are all right. So then I think <laughs> I reached out to you guys probably sometime after that. Yeah. Let you know. I was like, man, I'm, I'm a fan. It's really good stuff. So. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Hey, go fellas. We're at the hour mark. So, um, so we got another guys, hour left. Yeah, I know. You guys got any card candy? <laughs> we'll do a finish up with our little card of the week action. You got a card around. Splendid. You got a card there? Yeah, I got two. I'll show right, Go ahead, Splendid. I got to shout ahead. out Cousin Carmine. Go ahead. Oh. Um, I'm, I don't know. If, I'm sure you guys maybe have seen it. I've shown it on other, but I got this in a trade from Carmine, and it's my Oklahoma City KD flawless oh, patch auto. And I got it from him sealed. And everybody was on me. He's like, bro, this is a BGS card. This is a BGS card. Sorry about the glare. No, yeah, no worries. But um, I ended up going to my man, Dan, and uh, he sent it in a PSA for me. He he, he subs a lot with PSA. GC? And uh, it ended up with a PSA 9. So on a card, thick stock card like that to get a 9, I was That's super dope. pumped. And so That's shout dope. out Carmine for doing the trade. And listen – he didn't have to. He took like half trade, half cash. He he mm -hmm. did not have to do that. So I really appreciate Carmine for that deal. That and then just real quick, yep. Ooh, pick this boy wow. up on an eBay auction for a steal. This is a 2006 Topps Finest Blue X Fractor. Wow. Very so nice. they, these two are like the the mainstay of my PC. I'll pick up some stuff here and there, but like Tomlinson and KD have been like they're they're my guys. Gotcha. All right, Rob Base. You know what, I, Rob Base. So many cards I can show. I'm. I. I don't even. Uh, Here comes Rob. You know, oh, I got a. You know, f Mike in PSA ten. No, so <laughs> I posted pristine. this on my Instagram. I don't think I did. I did. I show the Uncle Jimmy card on, last time I was on your show. Uh, yes. No, wait. Uh, we talked about it. You talked talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. I, I got nothing to show. I got plenty of stuff to show. I get. Yeah. Well, you, you, yeah, well you have 
we talked about the Uncle Jimmy, but we were waiting for the what you posted the the other one. Just tell gotcha. us about the okay. other one that so, goes with it. I just posted this uh a couple of days ago. Look at this, look at the uh green yeah, screen green effect. Screen. I love <laughs> it. So so this this uh gentleman right here, Jack Quinn, he is one of the few players in baseball history during his playing years to be featured in the T206 set and the 1933 Gaudi set. So so he's one of the few players to have playing day cards in both sets, which means he played from like 1909, 1910 mm -hmm. to 1933. And on top of that, on top of that, the 30 the 33 Gaudi is a Uncle Jimmy card. And I had just posted this on my Instagram a couple days ago. The Uncle Jimmy collection, it's from this uh from this guy who passed away a few years back, Uncle Jimmy. And he had, I mean, some of the best known autographs of all time in his attic. He's from New Jersey. Um, you know, so he had like a Babe Ruth Gaudi on card auto. It's mm -hmm. like one of the most gorgeous things you millions in cards, millions in dollars, and they were all through the mail on card autos of vintage players. So um this card I definitely got tenderized on, but I was more than willing more than willing to pay the premium because there's no comps on like what an uncle jimmy card goes for and psa actually has it designated as the uncle jimmy collection so oh that's cool yeah nice. yeah and i mean look look at that auto it's i mean yeah, it's, it's nice it's, it's gorgeous I yeah mean, how you so, look at this nice. and it's a 1933 and it's an auto of an eight i mean mm. the thing is just so that's yeah, that's why I love nice. this hobby, man. Thank you, a collector's yeah. dream. He says beautiful yeah, card, beautiful. Rob. Thank yep. you, thank you. Very nice, but Steve, that 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 patch, Steve, that's one of the most gorgeous patches I've it ever is, seen. You know what? I saw similar of the card out of these out of fifteen flawless, but none of them have this patch. Look none at that thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it, nice. it's a big, bold, beautiful, multicolor. Just get in my PC, baby. <laughs> 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 Another Austin Powers reference. I love it. <laughs> in my belly. Yeah. That's the one thing um uh Kamish brings up a good point. You know, lovely penmanship on old school players. Uh, the Jackie Robinson auto is sick. Babe Ruth, um, Clemente's looks like crap, but uh some of the other guys, man, they have beautiful, beautiful like autographs. Um <laughs> this guy. <laughs> No, oh my God, Manny, Manny, Puerto Ricans, Puerto Manny. Ricans. Actually, Manny, Manny, man, we would love for you to jump on, man, because Manny is actually at the at the Mint Collective, Manny. The uh, if you're not Vegas. at a bar, yeah, if you're not at a bar somewhere or or in a gutter, uh, you know, click at the top of the chat and, and jump in here. We'd love to have a uh, uh, you know, report. Um, yeah, Mickey Mantle has a nice auto. Hey, I know that guy. Yeah, I was like, Splendor, are you uh, are you That's stacking the, the chat, with your brother? But, uh, yeah. Let me tell you who, who else. One of the nicest autos in all of baseball. Oh, one of the nicest autographs Ooh. in all of baseball. Mariano Bro, his stuff Rivera. is ridiculous. Man, that's nice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, this is like, look at him. I mean, yeah. I can't tell. He looks like he's straight. <laughs> you know what he looks like? Uh, see, Rob wouldn't get it. Uh, so he, he looks, looks like, like he's a, out of Miami Vice. He looks like a dude from my chat video. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, I have to log off. I was only going to come on for 10 minutes. I swear to you. It's an hour. Uh, it's now. never 10 oh, minutes. Listen, Fascinating conversation. Tony Oz, love you guys. Steve, love you, man. Pleasure you, seeing brother. you guys. Okay. Appreciate Be safe. You. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you.
Stay Appreciate blessed. Your brother. Yeah. You rap. See you. Um, all right. So I guess I'll go. So uh, Oz is on this whole uh, on this whole make base great again kick. Nice. And this is actually one of the first cards I bought when I got back in. And looking at it now, I'm like, how the hell did this get a 10? Because the centering is wacky. But, <laughs> bro, it is. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, dude, this is classic, bro. 1991 Upper Deck Magic versus Jordan. One of my favorite cards. Oh, oh. Ooh, bro, nice. I love this card, man. It's uh, Jordan got the nice look at that, bro. You know, nice. Tone, you know what that's almost like? It's almost like that Topps Chrome, um, uh, Kobe, where yes. LeBron and Kobe are oh, yeah. together. Yep, yep. yeah, it's, it's a lot like that, man. That's sick. Yeah. I always like this card when, when I was, you know, collecting back in the day. It was just, I was like, man, I want to get this card, and it was just one of these things. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely picking this up, and it's. Nothing in the grand scheme of things, but they were definitely, uh, definitely nice uh, with the with the centering. Because look, man, it's 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 off. You can see it. Like I don't know if you can see it in the camera, but you can see it in hand. On the camera, it doesn't look too bad. It's not but, too bad. Yeah, yeah really but uh, in hand, in hand, you can tell it's it's a little thinner on the right hand side. But still, I mean, to me, this this is a classic card, upper deck '90s. You know, Jordan and Magic, absolute icons, man. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite cards, man. This is actually this is uh, in the finals, and yeah, just Love one it. of those things, man. In the in the fields, Manny, the Phillies got smoked today, so um, you know that was. Uh, <laughs> but I know the uh, Mavericks lost to the Sixers last night. Yeah, can I talk about that real quick? Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that real, real quick before Oz goes, uh, Mister Luca, Mister Luca. Um, I mean, you know, we talk about pump and these values and stuff like him and Zion both. I think bro, I know this is the dude from. that, you know, he hasn't done like nothing. Like, he can't say. even get his team to, to get 500. Like they don't even like, come on, I man. Totally agree. Like he's a bucket. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah. it's a special talent. Yep. He's, he's different. That's great. But I, I just don't know if having two ball dominant guys on the same team like that is ever going to mesh. I Kyrie think does the, play. Off. I like the idea of bringing in talent around Luca, but not a guy who demands the ball like Kyrie. Nothing against either of their game. We both. Know I just think hurt. I think it was too late, man. I, well, you no, know, I, and even yeah. like just I think a whole year together probably would work way better than how right. it, it just meshed at the end of this year. They're already in the hole, and then you try to bring in Kyrie, and they just so much desperate, you know. Yeah. I think yeah. Dallas was like doing anything they could to bring anything up to bring around Luca. And I don't think they realize it's like, dude, we brought a guy who also needs the ball just as yeah. much. That's yeah. hard to kind of yeah. blend in. And it's tough. It's it's similar to the uh, Embiid and Harden situation, which they're they're trying to work through. You know, they're doing a lot of pick and roll situations. Um and but talk about ball dominant, Harden will freaking dribble. He has seconds. to have the ball to be yeah. an impact because he's not yeah. a defender. But see, that's where Embiid picks up the slack. Like Embiid yeah. can in fact it totally impact the game on that end of the floor. Yeah. Sure, so that's but, what, what kind of saves them a little bit. But I, I agree, it's kind of hard. Yeah, for sure. All right, Oz, what uh, what, what are you gonna blow away the the, the room with? Right, I got I got. <clears throat> I ended with three cards, so I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go go with an Allen Iverson. Um, now this is a flawless enshrined signature and it's a, uh, the card is a nine. It's out of 25, 22 out of 25, but the auto is a 10. Um, I love this card. Nice. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. 
just the the way the two yeah. Allen Iversons there, and then the auto, and and like I said, the yeah. ten. Man, the way that card looks, Oz, that looks good in that BGS slab. Yeah, and I always talk to Tony. You know, he always t- says the BGS slabs. He's not about it, but bro, man, that silver like. That's silver. Yeah, it's all silver kind of magic card. 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 It's the, all silver. Yeah. Man, yeah. that looks sharp, bro. Yeah. I love this card. Yeah. yeah. Before you go to the next one, that's what Sam, I was going to say that, um, you know, Kyrie can play off the ball. Cause like last night, um, watching them, uh, you know, he, he can play on the wing and he can make, he can create. So, I mean, he, it's, it's, man, it's not as bad as it is, but I just think it was too late. Like, you know, yeah. Like, no, guys bro, is, Kyrie, Kyrie is a problem, dog. Dude, we can't guard Kyrie with, Eight guys on the court, nobody can. Like, <laughs> so, I really, like seems to be getting I better really with age. Dog, I, I don't, I don't understand him. Yeah. Like to me, it's like he's like the ultimate compliment when it comes to trying to build a championship team. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it just didn't work out in Brooklyn. Obviously, you, you you look at what the talent that they had with Harden and Durant and him. You would think you know multiple yeah. championships, and it just went downhill. Yeah. And now here he is with Luca. I think health played a factor with that trio. Yeah. Oh, bro, it was just a bunch of situation didn't help. And Kyrie has every right to to stand the way he does. I actually support him on that. Like I can understand. But when the government's not letting one of your three guys play for a season, I mean, and then you get rushed back right before the playoff, it, it's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's a very, it was a weird situation. Yeah, I don't feel bad for them. So go ahead, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, so, Brooklyn. Sympathy, cold bad. If you've been watching my, uh, looking at my IG lately, you know I've been on a Michael Jackson kick. Michael Jackson was uh, one of my childhood idols growing up so i went ahead and i got a 1988 fans rock pop stars now it's it's two cards and they're stickers um so this is the bottom half of michael with the billy jean and the, uh, here's the top half with the rest of his face so it's kind of hard with the slabs they figure it out but there you go but say he got the 1985 prom suit that's going crazy, yeah bro. that's you know straight from billy jean out the video yeah. Hey, Oz, are you familiar with the dude flipping Steve? He he does that show with Dustin, the, the, uh, the yes. sports card that he's big into the pop culture stuff, man. He he's a good follow. He does good stuff, but he's always good. He you he you guys are like two peas in a pod, the pop culture <laughs> stuff, man. You guys love it. Come up love with that. He now this one I posted uh last night, and this is the 1985 Prism Jewel sticker. Now this is this is I'm I'm sending this one out. I, you know, I want to show it what it looks like. It's actually very big. If you compare it to a normal card, you know, this you could see this the sticker is pretty yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. You know, so it's it's a Michael Jackson Prism Jewel. So this is similar to what the uh the Jordan Prism Jewel that goes for you know thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, my only thing is it's not graded. I don't know if it's legit. There's nothing on the back. So is the sticker peeled? The is stick- that no? It's on. It there's tap? like you, you could tell on the back. That's like the cardboard that it's attached to. Got you. Got you. Yeah, this, it's just in. The, you know, I didn't have. I was gonna put it in a sleeve, but it's too big for a sleeve. So nice. I had to throw it in this big ass. Uh, That's cool. Manny wants to know if you had the same haircut back in the day um, that I have right now. As this, MJ, yeah, as MJ. As MJ no. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I had the high top fade. Gotcha. AIH says, my man, Steve. There so, he is. Shout uh, out, Raul, my brother yeah, from another yeah. mother. He would have had fun uh, had he been in here a little earlier. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I'm, I'm. And listen, a- look, we have, this is an open door. Like I said, that, yeah, that you he, come in, 
to there's speak guys cool. way more equipped to have yeah. that conversation than yeah. I. I mean, yeah. I know the little bit I do, but that's why I shouted yeah. those guys out. They they do the brunt of the work. That, that, I'm lucky they even let me have a voice, man. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Again, I, I appreciate that we could just talk about that without it getting you know crazy because oh, at sure. the end of the day, we're here to just, like you said, this is an escape for us. We're yeah. trying to have the best experience see, we can. We grew up, we grew up with that. We're you, it was okay to have different opinions. And yeah. it, didn't, it didn't take away from the relationship. Right. You yeah. Know, Listen, we're in a dude. weird time now where it's yeah. very cult-like, very yeah. – uh, and if you break away from your cult or try – and it's like that's not healthy. We all got to extend hands. I would have a conversation with GC. I, I'm, I wouldn't be against it. and I, But, you know, I'm not to beat that dead horse, but I, I agree. The I fact that you. we're able to have a civil – discourse and maybe not even agree on everything but yeah it's fine we're all yeah. still gonna be brothers at the end of this yeah so that's yeah. what i appreciate most yeah listen we we've had i can tell you there's conversations here amongst the cousins that there's yelling and screaming and kicking mm. next day like yo we're gonna go play ball yeah yeah we're good yeah yeah, yeah. Like, it just it. you know it's like get yeah. it out let it out and shoot yeah. that, that was every day in my household with my brother yeah. so <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's but uh thank you manny you're you're, you're <laughs> manny always shows up late and finishes strong yeah <laughs> manny's the closer of the show we appreciate manny i wish he wasn't drunk and he could have got on and told us how the mint's going i see that thing's going uh out i'm there. pro drunk manny bring him on <laughs> yeah we're gonna see drunk manny at the uh at the national mr so. thickolo himself oh, sure i don't mean to keep y'all that's the one question that i wanted to ask y'all we're probably. Hopefully, I, I'm booked. I should be up there. What is the? What are you targeting? What's the card that you want to target at national? Mm. Ooh, good question. So, I wish man. Rob was still here. I wanted to ask yeah. him too. Um, good question. Off the top of the dome, see, like what what happened, dude? Like my national plans got thrown all out of whack once we got this trade night thing, and and I've been kind of focusing on that. Yeah. You know what? I think. Last year, it was the Clemente rookie was, was the goal. I think this year is going to be one of those, I'll know it when I see it. Like, mm -hmm. right now, I don't have anything. I mean, we have a few months to get there. Yeah. But, like, I'm in a different headspace now with the hobby. Like, I feel like I don't necessarily need any. Like, I, you know what I mean, I don't feel like, I oh, I got to get something. Like, I got to, you know, yeah. I just feel like when I get there, it just be one of those. It's almost like Craig. Craig goes in like to to the shows like that. He's like, I don't really have a plan as far as what I'm looking for, but when I see it, I know it, it makes sense. I, you pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. So right now, I don't know, Oz, if you got a specific. <clears throat> I really don't. You know, we yeah. we talked about how, you know, it really does come to when when I buy cards, Steve. It, it I have a plan, but I have so many different ways that I go when I do collecting. It really has to be something that moves me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously I'll look if it's an Allen Iverson or Dr. J or, you know, a Wilt Chamberlain. You know, there's certain players that I go and I'll look for. You know, it's it's tough because I'm the kind of guy like when I collect a card, I want it to be rare. You know, yeah. so if I go vintage, it's not necessarily rare because there's tons of them. It's just right. a matter of, you know, how much money am I going to spend to get it, you know, as close to a tent. Yeah. So and then it, to me, I'll really, get it and I'll be like, I, I, I like it. Situation too, because you're in a lot of lanes. Yeah. But that's a good thing. So like you can go to a show and like you can go up to the pop culture cases. You can yes. go into basketball. Yeah. You can go into football. And that, and that that might be something where I go to a pop culture case and I see some a Michael Jackson auto that would blow me away. And that you know because I I'm I'm you know stacking chips. I'm making sure I got the 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 money. You know for, what you need, bro? 
What's that? You need a Jeff Wilson tops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that AIH slash Steve Splenda dual auto. <laughs> That'd be dope. But um, yeah, I, I'm this dude. Like I said, I don't. If anything, like I'm gonna take my cars and maybe even try to upgrade my Clemente. Maybe that's something. Mm. Uh, but I don't. What, what about you? Are you looking for? I mean, because I've been thinking about this ever since I've booked. I, I, dude, I even wrote some ideas down, mm-hmm. and I've come down to this. Like, I, I'm not as big into modern. I, I, my era is like late '90s to like early mid 2000s. That's where I really like. Yeah. If there's two cards I would really target, it would be the '56 Clemente. I don't know what grade it's in vintage mm-hmm. is such an eye appeal thing. There might be a five that blows my mind away. There might be a seven. And it's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think that's an eight. Maybe I'll go after that. But the one that I do, I do really want is now that I have the flawless KD in his OKC, I would love to get a nice chunky flawless KD in his golden state. Okay. And we talked about this before because the yeah. Oklahoma city days was like the come up. Yeah. The Golden State era was more like the, the stamping of the legacy, the, the glow up, the glow up. Yeah, <laughs> the glow up. Yeah, that was the glow up. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like that. I, I mean, that that should be we should shouldn't have a hard time finding that. Um, maybe Unless even less. I find a red PMG Allen Iverson 9798. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that I, I've never seen one yet of all the shows we've been to. And Steve actually almost entertained last week was the that show out in like near Pittsburgh, right? Where you were, was it last weekend? Yeah, man. I've actually yeah. had a busy month. The beginning of March, I went up to that Ship Shawana show yeah. in uh, that's where Manny in, be at Indiana. Yep. And then I had a show in Youngstown, which isn't really big, it's more like a mall show. And then mm-hmm. last weekend, my old man came down. And I hosted him, and we did that show in Washington, PA. That's what it was. And yeah. I know the guys who set that up. That was the first time they did that show, and, and it was really successful. It was packed, man. Okay. It, it was a good show. Right. Didn't make any pickups. I did sell one Jokic there, which yeah. made sense to. That's good. You 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 sold it at the right time, brother. Yeah, I yeah. did. I don't. I, you know what? The more I'm watching, I I like what they're doing in the West, but. If they match up, let's say Philly goes to the finals, I don't like that matchup. I'll be totally honest. I don't like that matchup with Philly. And to be honest, if it's if it's Boston, even I'm not. But dude, man, I, as much as I hate Boston, like they're getting super hot right now, yeah, and they just crazy. have a great defensive team. They just blew out Milwaukee. Bro, they pulled Milwaukee's pants down at Milwaukee. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a statement game yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. We can't, we can't beat them. So I'm hoping they get eliminated, and we. Here, I'd rather, I'd rather I play Milwaukee. somehow, some way, Milwaukee and Boston have to face each other in the second yeah. round, and we face yeah. somebody else, and then we we face Milwaukee. You know, Milwaukee somehow beats Boston, and then you know we have Milwaukee's number. I think, mm-hmm. or at least we'll give a way better series than against Boston because you know Al Horford lives in Joel's <laughs> head. I don't know what it is. And uh, you know, Tatum won't do shit, but but Brown will have like 80 yeah, points by yeah. halftime, you know, and it's just ridiculous. Like those guys, it's like I've noticed that's what makes Boston unique is they got a lot of wing guys between yeah. six, six and they and come in waves nine, off the bench. Difficult out when you got those those wing guys that can handle the ball, stretch you from three, get to the bucket. They I mean they got a unique thing going in Boston. I'm not a fan, trust me. I don't want to see Boston win, mm-hmm. but it is and what you it always is. have a uh, smart, always in the business, you know, stirring up some stuff. 
as much I'm not a smart fan, but man, when he's on your team, you love a guy like yeah. that. It's like he's he doesn't smart. demand the ball and he's gonna get into your best wing defender. Yeah. Like yeah, he's he everything I wish PJ Tucker would be. You have to call up a play for me. I'm gonna go sick your yeah. baddest dog on offense for the whole yeah. game. I mean, that's that's a tough task. Real quick, fellas, let me just recap some of these comments. Duke's baseball cards, 1947 to 66 exhibit Mickey Mantle portrait pinstripes in my sights. Ooh. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds like it's badass. I'm gonna have to that Google sexy. that. Yeah, after this, I'm like, that must be whatever that is. Must be sexy. And the commission says Oz will definitely go off script at a show. He goes, but there's always a purpose for it. He's great at that. He's he watched it in action. Yeah, we watched it when he picked up the Bill Russell, and uh, there was a Bill Russell auto and a Dr. J auto that was not in the plans. Yeah, and um, Oz picked those up. Right there it is. Yeah, so those like you know, if you see them in hand, the gold autos are, are really Woo! sick. Yeah. Um, that was the day man. before Bill Russell passed. Yeah, Michael R, first time listener. What's up, fellas? What's up, Michael? Welcome to the Cousins, the uh, official hobby hangout on a Thursday night. Cheers. Uh, Steve Splenda's buying drinks for everybody, so uh, order up. Cheers, but, fellas. Yeah, for sure. So, fellas, we're gonna close it out. Um, Steve, any yeah, appreciate you coming on with us, brother. This this was fun. Like I said, I, I knew it was going to get a little spicy, but it it was it was definitely <laughs> fun to talk about it. Any uh, last words before we get out? I always appreciate you guys. Different, indifferent or different, if we agree, it doesn't matter. You guys are my cousins. I appreciate yes, you guys. Sir, we family, baby. Yeah, I th actually, I think we disagree on a lot of stuff. We always like just yell back and forth in the DMs, and then in the end, we like always, you know, you say Jokic, we say Embiid. Hey, man, that's how brothers interact, bro. Yeah, love it. That's how it is. Yeah, for sure, love that, man. Um, yeah, Kavish says uh, you know, Oz buys a one on one, and then just ours, you know, and then he buys a box of Masters of the Universe, <laughs> and guys all over the place, man. <laughs> Conversation starters for sure. Um, Oz, before I kick it to you, though, I want to, again, thank everybody in the chat for joining us. We'll be back next week. Um, as always, Manny, peace out, brother. Don't drink too much. You know, you'll end up in the fountain at the uh, in the Bellagio, so just chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, again, I uh, appreciate everybody joining us, and we'll be back next week. So come on in, hop in, you know, <laughs> talk with Steve, whoever's here, all that good stuff. But um, Oz, uh that's all I got, brother. Take us home. With that's some, it. That's uh, it. Yeah, definitely. It. Thank you to everybody that came in, you know, gave us a shout out. This was fun, man. Uh, these things keep getting better and better. And the main reason we're having these lives is to to for this to be a hangout. So anybody, if you ever feel you just want to hop on, don't be afraid. That's what the link is up there for. We want to meet you. We want to, you know, we want everybody to know your name. And it's exactly like we said, just like cheers. So this, this is becoming the next week. I promise Gary V will be in the building. Um, he just happened to, you know, we, we switched him up with Rob. So he, he backed out at the last second, but uh, appreciate everybody. And we're going to end this like we always do. And that's keep focused, keep positive and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Splenda, bring the beat back.